Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Robin Steele, and I'm joined today with Emilio. Emilio. Emilio's yep. here. We're doing something a little different today yep. instead of the sermon that you normally get on this feed. We are hopping on here to discuss it because um, we're doing this at the movies and we can't really do online clips because it violates the copyright restrictions. So I thought it'd be really cool just to hop on here and talk about it. Yeah, Um, great idea. And, you know, any other behind-the-scenes kind of thing, it would be cool too. I think this project really is neat because it brings in a lot of different people at the movies. And um, when people saw the little trailer that we did mm-hmm. when we shot it at the Old West Town, um, it really resonated with people. Yeah, it's one of the funnest uh, at the movies like times that we've had in the last few years for yeah. sure. I think another great one was when we did Sandlot. Sandlot was super fun for people that were here. Sandlot's a few years memorable, ago. the True Grits memorable, and then obviously the uh, the car for Back to the yeah. Future. I think people remember. Yep, the the old West Town. For those of you that haven't heard, was out in Blanco. Is out in Blanco. It's a buggy museum, which they have like hundreds of buggies from the old days. They're actually old. They're not replicas, no, yeah, which is originals. really cool. But I saw that um, they have three replicas there that they used in the chosen that oh, no way. yeah are in their in their museum and they're gonna you know use them again whenever wow. they, they film the next season but so anything buggy wagon stagecoach this place has it in Blanco yeah. and uh they have built this old West town out back and uh it's really cool because it really displays our staff I think um it just so happened that day a lot of them were out of town so many people yeah we're out of town <laughs> But uh, but you, me, Nate, Sierra, and your Irene, mom, Irene, yeah. yeah. Nate, Nate is like the best at the smallest scenes that are like the funniest things, you know. It's yeah. so funny. There was that one scene that we shot that we didn't put public, but we put it on Realm, which was the shootout the kind shootout, of thing yeah, where yeah. I shot you guys. <laughs> and Nate was so funny. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, it's really cool because I came up with the script for that, that the main one, and then we all shot it together. Like, yeah. I had the camera, you had the camera. The infamous iPhone. I cannot tell you how many people <laughs> came up and talked to me about that iPhone. Yeah, and look, iPhone we shot every scene, like, two or three times. And that one, you're like, I think that's good. And I was like, maybe we should get one more and da-da-da. <laughs> sure enough, we didn't. And that phone was in there. There's nothing we could do. Yeah. That was the only shot of that. that yeah, if you haven't seen it, go back and look. Uh, Emilio's iPhone's on the bar when he gets up <laughs> to face me. Uh, but then you edited the thing and just did an amazing job. It was the music, yeah, all the different shots, um, and just being there and having fun. Like, Irene, go back and get the whiskey bottle. Yeah, you know, yeah, Stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Little touches that were really good. That yeah, was that was a lot of fun. So um, the movie... True Grit. We use the the newer version of it, and um, it's a great movie. Uh, some of my favorite 
actors in there. Matt Damon, love Matt him. Damon. He does great. And 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 I know this is not or this is not a cinema podcast, but I guess just seeing so many Matt Damon movies, it is so hard to buy into that accent. It's yeah. just not. It's just the worst <laughs> part of the whole movie. But it's a great movie. You it's know, one thing movie. I noticed about that movie is the is their dialogue was very unique, mm-hmm. and they. Um, one of the things I noticed was they they did not use contractions. Like instead of mm-hmm. saying didn't, they'd say do not or cannot. They're very or, intentional about that. Yeah, and I yeah. guess that's just uh, they're trying to be accurate about the Maybe, way they talk. It was like yeah. very formal, even for like Old West. You Old would West. think there would be more A little slang. slang yeah. yeah, but it was like very crisp language. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the idea of having grit is something that um, – is very biblical, and the spiritual fruit is called long-suffering. Mm-hmm. It's just that concept of persevering over a long period of time. Yeah. So let me ask you if you could think of one person in your life that you have experienced that really displays true grit. Who comes to mind? Oh, wow. My grandmother, maybe? Wow, yeah. you're really throwing me on the spot here. But um, Yeah, by the way, there's no script here, yeah. <laughs> and he has no idea what I'm going to ask him. So, for, for many reasons, but I think, like, just to keep it brief, my grandmother at her at young in age was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Oh, wow. Um, lost a whole lung and, like, a quarter of another one. So she was, mm. like, living most of her life on three quarters of a lung um, and was told she would never have children. And my my grandfather was very passionate about having a big family, and on three quarters of a lung, my grandmother had eleven children. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that was safe for her. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it wasn't. Um, but I mean, incredible. just the most like you you would never know that she just endured twelve years of you know pregnancy and labor and just life, and she just was so just soft spoken but so strong at the same time and. I just that that story to me when I'm going through like hard stuff and and mm-hmm. I just always think about my grandmother like mm-hmm. how did you just do that it's, it's just yeah. wild yeah dude. yeah so how old were you when she passed away um it was 2008 I was born in 93 so what's the math there like 12 15, 15? I don't know yeah something like eight plus seven yeah 15 15 so uh I was I was only like four or five when my grandfather passed. But my grandmother, I spent a lot of summers with her, and you'll see actually her home in an upcoming at the movies. Uh, you do the final I at do, the movies at, at her house. At her house, I filmed yeah for for the final at the movies, and um, I just remember, you know, she didn't speak much English, and so we had to learn Spanish. And she had her daily devotionals, and she would sit on her rocking chair on her porch every day and make us breakfast wow. every day. And, uh, yeah, but I got to. I was blessed with 15 years of life with my wow. Uh, that's sweet so grandma. cool. Yeah, and she, you know, she she was in a a generation that was quite a bit different. Very different, very different. It it is like, you know, my grandmother just like was she born here in America or she was she was yeah she was she worked the fields there's a very interesting story she uh was really kind of left uh she had she had two other sisters and she kind of raised them as their mom just situationally and um my she met my grandmother in the fields of lubbock and my grandfather just worked the fields and he fell in love with her and she said well if you want to marry me you got to like take in my two sisters and so he 
married her and kind of adopted her two sisters and wow. they moved here. He bought a bunch of land on Belvin here in town. That's how we ended up here. Um, and my, my grandmother's like, it. you don't find people like this very much anymore, but it's like, it's their silence. It's their strength, mm. you know, like it's their knowledge. It's like when they speak, it's so sharp because like they don't, yeah, they don't talk unless they, they need to. And that mm. was my grandmother. Like she just hardly said a word, was very frail, like in, in her physical makeup, fragile. Mm. But you just knew that the things that she had gone through and endured, like that was her strength, her wisdom and her, uh, it, it was just, she was just such a unique person. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. I yeah. that, that reminds me of my grandmother. There's She has that still, quiet, gentle spirit, mm. but just super <coughs> tough. Yeah. And it wasn't until later in life I heard some things that she had gone through that were really tough, and she you would have never known it. Yeah, same. So cool. So what about you and your life? Tell us an episode of Grit that you've experienced in your life, maybe the last month. The last month <laughs> has definitely <laughs> taken some grit. Um, speaking of having kids. Speaking, right, yeah. We're only on one. I'm 10 behind her, <laughs> and I'm already like, <laughs> I think that's it. And you, you got know? both lungs. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and so does my <laughs> wife, yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, this is so interesting that we're even having this conversation today because in, in your sermon, and I don't want to jump ahead, but there was a part where you were saying, you know, it, Noah for decades built this ark, you know, and mm -hmm. um, you go through this list of, mm -hmm. of people, and I don't want to misquote you, but you, you give a few examples and yeah. you say that took grit. Mm -hmm. And what I got out of that when you were talking is like, you can't have grit without faith mm -hmm. because you could have almost replaced the word grit in every situation yeah. with faith. Yeah. And I know that they're different. Having, having going through long suffering and having faith, it, they're, they're different, but it's almost like you can't have grit without having faith. Mm -hmm. And for my wife and I, we have walked through something in the last like month. M my son was born October 1st, and we were the couple that had everything planned out. I mean, we sat down with Erica, your wife, <laughs> and we did our birth plan. We yep. envisioned what labor and delivery was going to look like, what our first two weeks at you home were going to look like. You went to breastfeeding class. We went to, I went to, yes, yeah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that took long suffering right there, <laughs> that one hour. <laughs> but... And I, and I, and you know, not to dive into it fully yet, maybe one day, but our experience with labor delivery and life could not have been more different than what mm -hmm. we planned. Yeah. And we have been in a constant place of, we have to trust God with this. Mm -hmm. Like we have to like trust God with our son, with our own agenda, with our own emotions, with postpartum stuff, like every step of the way. And I don't want to be offensive to anyone who's like struggling maybe with life threatening things or whatever. Thank God we weren't. But it has taken a little bit of grit for us and our home and faith in what God is doing to experience a completely different plan mm -hmm. than we had for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so been very, very interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. To persevere and to keep going when what you have faith in is not delivering immediately. Yep. So you have faith and um, and then you're like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen now. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So you have to just hold on to that faith and um, and keep going in the midst of all that. So there's nothing like a crying baby oh, man. over and over and over that won't. Stop. You know, yeah, and and P 
people tell you all the time, you know, like get your sleep and you know, all this <laughs> stuff. And you just don't know what to expect. And yeah. I'll say this, you know, we, we spent a night or two in the NICU at the hospital. And so when you, when, when something goes so far off the tracks, you almost feel like there's this chain reaction of like negativity. We found ourselves almost expecting more bad than we did good when mm. it came, even when we were able to bring our son home. Mm-hmm. It was like all babies cry throughout the night. But for him at, at like, at the drop of a tear, we were ready to like pack the car and go back to the hospital. Yeah. We we found ourselves so just worried because we had kind of gotten knocked off our trail, and we you know we found ourselves at times rather than saying like okay let's carve this new path, saying like our heads are spinning. Like what do we do, God? Why are mm-hmm. you doing this to us? You know mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, sometimes it takes just having conversations and thank God for your wife and some other friends that we have that we were able to reach out to. Um, kind of like that that was like in this situation, you know, our, our co-buddies, the Marshall and the Texas Ranger, and mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, having people there was huge. Yeah. So in the movie, uh Maddie has Rooster Cogburn, who's the older guy who's got, you know, he's the one that's supposed to have the true grit because mm-hmm. he's so rough and tough and all that and uh in the old version of it that was john wayne you know just tough and not gonna take anything from anybody you know and um but as you as the movie starts unfolding you realize it's really maddie Mm -hmm. that's got the grit and she's the one that sticks through it and she's very motivated you know the motivating factor for her is is justice for her dad who was killed and um so that drives her to continue when things were really, really hard, really, really difficult. And um, Labeef is this other character. That's the Matt Damon character that is sort of the sidekick as well and kind of filling in some gaps where yeah. Rooster's rough. He's a little more soft and gentle. And um, People have studied what's called the hero's journey mm-hmm. all throughout literature and movies. And, you know, to make a good story, basically... You got to have a hero, and that hero is going to go through something difficult. Yeah, some adversity. And then they always need a mentor that helps them along the way. So um, as you were going through the valley, you had people on your team that were helping you, guiding you through that process. I think that's really important. And I think that in modern times, modern America, we don't uh, value that mm-hmm. relationship. and um, Or maybe we just... We, we we look ahead and and know that we need someone so we we selfishly try to get people in our corner mm. instead of having just true relationship with them and um, building that rapport and, yeah. and being there for them right for each other so um, so unique let me say one more thing to that because we're talking to our church family here primarily it's a really cool thing some of you might know and some of you might not but over the course of about a month, we had like six people give birth. Like yeah. families have children within yeah. our church. Really cool. And probably more that we don't know about. Um, and so for um, for Nikki and I, it was a combination of talking to people who had already gone through it. That was encouraging. But almost just as encouraging is building relationships with people who are exactly where we are. Yeah. Walking through those things too. Yeah. Walking through some of the unknowns that, you know... Um, there was a couple guys that I could text at three in the morning because I knew they were up with the newborn just like I was, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that, that camaraderie, that, uh, mentorship was important, but just that community, you know, was a huge, 
huge for us. Yeah, because people that have gone through it already, like me, mm-hmm. my kids are teenagers and 21, we can be like, yeah, you're going to make it, da, da, da. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, but your situation is different from mine. Exactly. And you have all these things going on through your mind, how they're different, but you know somebody that literally is up at the same time yep. is feeling exactly what you're feeling and that's super valuable so yeah for everybody out there that doesn't have those people with you i want to encourage you to do the work investing in people yep building those relationships because uh it does take grit but it does take relationship and and you need other people with grit too because sometimes you come across something that no one else has come through yep and, so true. You know, or maybe they have, and you just don't know that particular person. But uh, you, you, you've got to have other people in your court. So let me read this scripture out of Hebrews. It's a, it's an amazing text. Hebrews ten thirty two. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. That was in the sermon. Yeah, no, no one wants to think about that yeah, scripture. Right. <laughs> like, I want the experience where I just am good all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten, and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. That's talking about exactly what we're just yeah, talking about. Yeah. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail when all you owned was taken from you. You accepted it with joy. Mm. That is a scripture that to me is like so intimidating or it's just so hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. You could go through all that stuff and accept it with joy. And here's why you knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Give that what's that reference again? Hebrews ten. 30, that's like 34, verse 34. It's just incredible. Um, I think what happens is we get so sucked into the situation that we lose sight of what, that this is just a season and that there's further down the road, different season coming up. But man, it is so intoxicating when you're in that moment. It feels like you're trapped. It feels like my life terrible um i can't get out of this mm-hmm. what's going to happen yep i'm the only one that's ever been here the devil's in your in your ear going like you're terrible you messed up no one's going to believe you everyone's going to abandon you just don't talk to people hide so you know so just i talk to students i tell the students our, our youth students a lot because there are these these buzzwords these that are going around this generation like anxiety and depression and I think that there's two big lies that the enemy tries to tell us that you just hit on both of them. And when we're walking through something, number one, you're in it all by yourself. And number two, it's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And if you can buy into those lies, if you do buy into those lies, it leads down really hard roads. And I think the first one is nobody's going through what you're going through. You're by yourself. Isolation. Yeah. I think that's the root of depression. If you believe that you're the only one that is going through that and you're alone, it's a, it's a fast road to depression. And then the other one is that it's going to last forever. If I had to wake up every day knowing that I was just going to 
be struggling to my maximum ability every day, why would I not be anxious? Why mm-hmm. would I not constantly worry? And I think these are two lies that just over time have been implemented into the mind of, of all people, but especially our younger generation that have led to so much social anxiety, so much mm-hmm. isolation, so mm-hmm. much depression. And um, we have to be reminded constantly that they're just that, they're lies. Yeah. People have been where you are and made it through, mm-hmm. and people are there for you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, and I think that's the church's primary thing, too, is to b- have that message of hope that we're here for a lost and hurting world and that what people are going through doesn't have to last forever because of the good news of Jesus. Yeah. You, know? you know, the ultimate path of those two things you're talking about is suicide. Yeah, it's true. People get to that point to where it's like, no one, I don't matter. There's no hope. There's no, I, I'm stuck in this forever. Yes. Why even live? Right. Why even be here? And I'm, I don't know what it's like to be in that ultimate state. And right before you take your life, I'm sure many of them are not logically thinking through it. Mm. It's just a darkness, a spiritual yeah. darkness that they're in. And But that's the ultimate place of I don't matter. There's no meaning to life. There's no hope for me. Mm-hmm. I'm all by myself. Exactly. So, man, the more we can extend ourselves to other people and be present, man, super important. Yeah. Uh, that scripture goes on to say, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now. That's true grit. Wow. You need true grit. Yeah. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he's promised. So that's really the text, I believe, that drives it home and and shows us that there's to get into the fullness of God's will and plan, we do have to go through times that require patient endurance. Absolutely. There's no one in the history of the world, including Jesus, yep. that was exempt from the need for patient endurance. So true. And so I closed the message with Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and said this is like the most ultimate grit of all time. When Jesus is praying and he's, he's like, is there any other way? Please, uh, you know, take this cup from me, this cup of suffering, take it away from me. And then we don't know how long that prayer lasted. You know, mm. and Scripture is very tight and very right. short. Um, we know that the prayer in the garden lasted a long time because he kept going to his disciples, and he's like, hey, can you just watch with me for an hour? Yeah. So he did that several times. So it was a long prayer, but he was um, he was struggling in the garden, like, please let this go. He's, he's struggling. And then he says, but not my will, let your will be done. He's talking to his heavenly father, let your will be done. And basically what he's saying is not my flesh. I don't want my flesh's will to be done. I want the Holy Spirit's will to mm. be done. And he's submissive. And from that point, he had, you know, another 24 hours of complete hell. 
Mm. Literally, he yeah. was detached from the heavenly, his heavenly father and abandoned on the cross and yeah. separated. Um, and so he has to walk through that knowing he's going to be crucified and hung on the cross and all that stuff. So, so Jesus has to walk through it. We're going to have to walk through it yep. as well. Yeah, so true. I, I just I have this thought here because you use that word of endurance, patient endurance in such an amazing term. And then that Jesus endured the cross. Endurance is like this two-sided coin. And in Scripture, we see in 1 Corinthians that it, it says that God will provide a way out so that you can endure things. So there's one side of the coin of endurance that says like you are going to have to take things on and that's like what it means to endure. However, it also says in Romans that suffering produces endurance. So there's like two sides of endurance. There's like a side of it that is like, I'm going through something currently, but then there's another side that says like, I have what it takes in me to get through what I'm mm-hmm. going through. Yeah. Like I, I can have endurance. It's almost like conditioning. One of them's conditioning, and then one of them is like real time walking through. Mm. And the reality is that both are given to you by God, though. So you don't find endurance within yourself. You find endurance through God giving you the ability to endure Mm -hmm. so that you build up endurance Mm -hmm. so that you can endure. Do you see like the two (laughs) sides of it? Like scripture just takes that on so, so well, you know, and you, you find it all through scripture. And so that patient endurance, like if for people who are walking through things right now, you Mm -hmm. need to know that you find your endurance in Christ and you will be able to endure because of Christ. Wow. I have a scripture I want to close with, and uh, it's one that my wife sent me. My wife always sends me scriptures at the last minute, and uh, sometimes I don't get a chance to put them into the message, but I think this is the perfect time to to share this with you guys. Um, It's from James 1, 3. It says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Mm. It's kind of what you're just saying right there. Mm-hmm. The testing of your faith produces true grit. Yeah. <laughs> Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to find all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So I think that really builds on what you're saying because it is the test that produces the endurance mm-hmm. and the perseverance and you can't have it without the test. You can't yeah. have the testimony without the test. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, um, I've heard many people say, you know, they want long suffering. They want God to give them like a download of long suffering before the situation happens. Mm. You know, that yeah. way, whenever they get to the situation, it just coasts through it. But, don't you know, these way. situations take us by surprise, yep. unfortunately. We don't know they're coming. And it is going through the situation that um, that this endurance, patient endurance, begins to be built. So true. Yeah. And then 
you know, I do believe that we go from glory to glory yep. in different levels in the spiritual realm. And, you know, you look back on your life, you go through something now. I, I, do, I do this all the time. I, I'm going through something. I think, man, if I'd have gone through this five years ago, all the time, I would have been a, a complete mess, you know? 100%. So you are getting stronger. I want to encourage everybody out there, if you're new in your faith, you're getting stronger. You're going to face things in your life that, mm. um, are difficult, but the grace of God is sufficient, and He's going to give you your daily allotment of that grace, and you're going to make it. Don't give up. Uh, he's going to He's going to provide t- to you the power through the Holy Spirit. So, all right. Well, let's wrap this up, man. Yeah, this is really great. cool. This was loved it. We Love need to do time. this more, more often. often. Let's make. This We're going to for sure do this during at the movies. Uh, this coming weekend is the Greatest Showman. Yeah. And then tell us about the final week your, three your message. Yeah, come flaming on. Flaming hot, uh, the che- the Cheeto story, the flaming hot Cheeto story. Uh, a guy uh, by the name of Richard Montanez grew up in in Southern California, working the farm fields. Just got into uh, life, led him into a path of really rough stuff, and um, <clears throat> realized he needed to make a change. And we're gonna talk all about how. Just because you feel ready for a change and you want the new life that God has for you doesn't always mean the old life just disappears. Mm. So mm. it's going to be good. And you and you put on a little... little uh, I did. Language, little uh, accent. A little accent. I, I, I found my inner cholo. <laughs> it's actually quite embarrassing how terrible my Mexican accent is as oh, a Mexican-American. No, it sounded great. It I've so seen the preview. It's, yeah. it's really fun. It was really fun. good. Yeah, cool. All right, guys. We'll see you at church. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.